everybody, and welcome to the TPM Podcast, Theology of Plain Men. My name is Zach, um, your average producer here, your plain producer. Um, as per usual, I'm joined by my good friend, Andre Nelson. Andre, say hello. Hello, hello. And back from the grave, we're joined today by potentially, uh, not potentially, pretty easily, I'm going to say the most likable plain man, uh, probably the most handsome plain man. Uh, Cody, good luck spelling it to Hulky. Good luck spelling it is accurate, but um, yeah, just glad to make my face known. I'm still alive. Uh, Sometimes I get buried under studies, but I'll make an appearance every now and again. Every now and again, and we love it. We love when he's here. Uh, What's new with you, Cody? It's been a while. Well, we're just wrapping up my last course before the end of spring semester, which is super nice because then I'll have a week and a half off. And then I'll just not think about summer break or uh, summer term until that gets here. <laughs> How much of a break do you have until summer term? They give us a week off, but we'll pretty much, I'll have like the latter half of next week off. So a week and a half will be nice. And I don't know All what's right. after that. Awesome. So uh, as part of the TPM news segment uh, that we do in the beginning here, as it's, as I like to, uh, as I like to call it here, um, I came across my new favorite social media page. Um, and it's, it's not close. Uh, maybe you've heard of it. Uh, it is a Instagram page. Um, and the name of it is preachers in sneakers. It is a plus. It's so good. They literally take like pictures. So like a preacher will do a live stream or whatever. And these, these people on this website, they will like take a screen grab of the preacher and their outfit and they will lay right next to it. Like the the cost of his shoes or like the cost of his shirt or whatever holy cow (laughs) i have never been this blown away like preachers in 900 dollars shoes like 300 dollars shirts go check it out it's mind-blowing preachers and sneakers man oh how the other half of the spiritual community lives (laughs) Yeah. yeah it's it's wild um yeah uh, if you ever grabbed. see me, if you ever see the live stream of me on stage, you will see uh, Zach, and right next to it, you will see the picture of the uh, the Old Navy T-shirt that I'm wearing uh, that costs like four and a half dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe optimistically, yeah. they got it from H and M. You know, trendy stuff. Put it on the uh, cheaper end. I don't know. Some of these were like real deal, like OG Air Jordans. Like that's wild. Like some of these were pretty nuts. All right, uh, let's get into it for today. Uh, Andre, what are we talking about? So, I was thinking today we would talk about environmentalism. Environmentalism? That's not and at all. Yeah, no, there's nothing. There's no baggage there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and just how that relates to uh, the content of the Bible and our responsibility as Christians and and how some of our worldview affects the way that we might think about this topic that is so thoroughly talked about in our world. Um, But most of our world does not hold the same values that we do. And so I think that some additional clarity might actually be able to be brought to this topic that is so muddy um, from the truth of scripture. So, So we'll see where we go. But I wanted to start by asking you guys, what I mean, what comes to mind when you think of environmentalism? 
what are the what is that baggage you know that we talk about or that we joke about here yeah i think when it comes to environmentalism you you kind of hit the nail on the head it occasionally in our culture becomes this really big thing that's in the news whether it's uh adolescents from scandinavian countries bringing it to our attention uh at the uh the un oh yeah um, I, I, for Greta a minute, I didn't know what you meant by that. I should, I should yeah. Make it, yeah, Greta Thunberg. Um, but I just, I was kind of baffled just looking into it, like how many subtopics there are. But yeah, when I think of environmental health, you know, we think of things like climate change or environmental health. And really, I think it's important to kind of break it down into the subtopics of it. And then what does the Bible have anything to say about that? Because obviously, you know, on topics like climate change, you can have people who deny it to people who say this is the most important thing we can devote our lives to. And so when you're looking at it from that lens, it's, it's important, um, how we respond to it in a cultural perspective and also like potentially a faith perspective. Yeah. I honestly don't know if I have a whole lot more to say other than that. Um, but it's, it, to me, it's one of those topics where it's, it's like way too divisive, like where I can't see how it gets so like personally divisive. Like you have people who make judgments on others at a very personal level on the basis of like how they feel about this. Like if you have someone uh, like who who's like, oh, I don't necessarily believe all of these like like even just outright like i don't necessarily believe all of these studies like some of them might not be like that trustworthy like immediately is just panned as this ignorant you know complete rejecter of science all of this like at at every level um and and vice versa the same is true if you're someone who's like uh you know climate change everything like this is the most important thing that we could think about you're immediately panned as a hippie and a a tree hugging hippie, um, by the other side. Um, so I've really, I don't know if I've ever seen a topic like this where people get just so attacked to a very personal level on something that's, you know, very outside of their, like their human person. Like it's an outside thing. It's the earth. Yeah. I totally agree with that. There becomes no room for nuance as, as we have, acknowledged in a lot of topics that we've talked about here the space allotted to nuance is reduced to nothing when people get so you know um personally involved in these issues and just disallow the possibility that you know there's a more complicated answer than just this kind of polarized thing and and i think cody you know you both mentioned global warming and i you know, when I started looking, doing a little bit of thinking about this beforehand, um, I realized that global warming, it seems to me like global warming has, I was trying to research this without using the words global warming because I find that climate change has, uh, pardon the pun, sucked all the oxygen out of this topic. <laughs> yes. There's no, <laughs> that was bad. Uh, oh, there's so no, good, there's no, like, people uh, do we talk about recycling anymore like i you know i mean recycling is still important i guess but there's so many other things like cody alluded to i think that's maybe why you were so surprised cody is because 
oh, there's other, like, there are other environmental issues other than climate change. Um, and, but, you know, climate change gets the headlines because there are deniers and people love, um, you know, making, uh, oh, what's that word? Uh, pariahs out of people who don't That's agree. not a real word. I think after this podcast, things. you're going to have to educate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a very plain word. I don't know if that could be allowed. Doesn't count. Um, Scrub it from the records. <laughs> Andre's not so, plain enough for us. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, if I'm not careful, I'm going to get kicked out of this. So, so you make a really good point, Andre, and I think that's a really good kind of springboard to take here because it is important to note, and we, we actually talked about this a lot as we, you know, we've kind of talked about uh, politics and the world being messy over the last couple of weeks, and there are topics that are heavy and that we have to understand when we talk to others about them that it comes with this background and this weightiness. So, like, all these things we talked about just now, like, that we're frustrated with or that we've noticed, like, we have to keep all those things in mind as we kind of have these conversations. So I, I really like that as a springboard. And the next thing that we, that, like, I think I think is important is, okay, we're Christians. Generally, we're, we're putting this podcast out there to a Christian audience. You know, to, to the Christian out there, um, how should you think about environmentalism and, and that type of topic? So, to me... Uh, the first place I want to go is is into the Bible. I think there I think there are a couple of really good nuggets there, uh, and I want to start with one and see what you guys think. Um, I don't. It's definitely not the end of the whole story that I think the Bible tells, uh, but it's the beginning of the story in Genesis one. Um, God creates uh, humans. Well, he creates the earth. At the end of that, he creates the humans, and here's what he says. Let's see. Oh, come on. Uh, hold please. This is this is <laughs> really paper Bible is, doesn't have buffering problems. Oh, I know. This is really great for podcasting dead air. Oh man. And at the end on the, of the sixth day, oh, God here we go. waited. All right. All right. Shut, shut your face. Shut your face. I got it. <laughs> Genesis one twenty eight. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground so god creates the earth he puts humans in the earth and here's what he says he says humans here is the earth god gives the earth to humanity you know now we don't own it right and i think you know that's kind of what i want to talk about later on is how ever what is really everything that god gives to us uh is it really ever ours um but god says here's this earth that i've made now humans Sub, like go and subdue and i looked up the definition of subdue uh and it means to bring under control so he says humans reign this in work the land right and so, and rule over this thing that i've given to you tend to it right and we think when we think of tend i often think of tender right they share the same root word right you are you're gentle you're caring for it care for like do do all these things um i don't know what do you guys think of that I totally agree. I think even within the text of Genesis there, if you go into chapter two, verse 15, like God directly tells Adam like to take, he places it there to, to take care of the garden and to work it. And I think it's just for that alone is important because throughout scripture and especially the Psalms, I was just blown away by the number of Psalms that talk to it. Like we take care of the earth 
at a base reason because it's God's creation and it shows how glorious he is for having made it and like just the beauty inherent in that. So I think, yeah, I, I totally agree with you that we are here to some degree to care and tend uh, and be caretakers of this earth to show that God is great because he made it. Right. But I, I think even, even more than that, because I think the, sometimes you get the discussion where it's, um, where sometimes people want to put, um, they want to flip it and say that the earth owns humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's, that's not what God does. It just, um, it just plainly isn't right. He says this earth, I'm putting it in your care. You are to work it. You are to rule over it. Um, oftentimes we want to say that the earth, we want to swing too far the other way and say, this is so important that it's actually more important than the humans that are supposed to rule over it. Um, so that, that's the other thing that I think I wanted to note there. That's such a good point. Yeah. I, that's really good too. Yeah. I think that that's not acknowledged largely. Um, but I think that that is a very real phenomenon of people holding that belief or, and you know, and I think a lot of people wouldn't say that outrightly, but I think that that is the spirit behind a lot of the extreme pro environmental, um, points. So that, that's, that's really interesting to call out. One, one thing I wanted to say about that verse and, you know, about that phrase rule over or subdue, you know, there's every translation says it a little bit differently. I listened to a podcast, uh, with, where Ellen Davis was a was a guest. I hadn't heard of her, but she's done a lot of um, writing and speaking about theology, particularly about like kind of humans' relationship with the natural world. And she kind of interprets that Hebrew word to to say um, exercise skilled mastery, which is kind of flowery, but it's this idea of kind of cultivating and. Um, you know, I think that phrase blends like an understanding, like a scientific understanding um, with a responsible stewardship. I think stewardship is a big word in this conversation. Uh, But something that she points out also is that, you know, this is kind of punctuates many other statements of creation and, you know, creating the birds of the sky and and everything. Um, and, And how... It, that's all of God's work, and that's all true and good. Um, and this last blessing to mankind of ruling over is not to um, uh, override these previous blessings, these previous establishments of different elements of creation. So, in other words, we don't rule over the worth. Uh, excuse me, rule over the earth at the expense of the earth. So we, we can't just, you know, say, well, yeah, he made all these things, but it doesn't matter because we're supposed to rule over it, aren't we? You know, it, that yeah. that is a total misinterpretation of, I think, the bigger picture of all of creation. So I really, really liked that. Yeah. So where, and you, you really alluded to it, and where I think the second half of this goes, I want to jump up to... Uh, what is it here? Matthew 25 and the parable of the talents. This is where I often go when I look at, when I try to think about stewardship. Um, and the story goes that a master is going away on a journey and he has three servants. Um, and to one of them, he gives five talents to the other one. He gives, which I'm assuming that 
is the you know some metric of currency uh to the second one he gives two and to the third he gives one um and to the ones that got five and two when the master has returned they've taken that money invested it traded with it and have doubled it um but to the one who just had the one talent um all he did was was essentially he buried it in a hole waited for the master return and then gave it back to him he didn't use what the master gave to him wisely so in this parable um this is you know master servants the the it's a parallel of god and his people right god has given each um you know each person a, a blessing he's given each person something um and when the master has returned and the the person who just got one talent gives it back to him said hey here's your one the master says like you wicked servant right you've you squandered what i gave to you um you didn't use it well um so what jesus is saying is god does not look kindly on when when he gives things to his people and they squander it and they don't use it wisely now when we look at the earth let's be honest God has given us a fat stack of cash here. Um, and I think it's important that we don't go, you know, blow it on Blu-ray DVDs and Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Like, God has given us this incredible blessing. It's so important that we steward it, that we take care to not squander it. And at the end of it, we don't say, here's, here's this thing that I didn't, inv- like, make better. You know, I didn't invest it well. I didn't take what you gave to me and use it well to turn it into something more. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about that? I kind of noticed just from both of you guys talking, I feel like it's very common as Christians to find areas of balance. But there was on the one end, Zach, you were talking about where it's like, let's not get it wrong. We don't serve the earth. Um, like we, the earth is not our master but then on the other end kind of what both you and andre hit on is like and it's also not acceptable just to not care at all like the last thing we want to do is stand for god and say hey i stopped using physical papers and started using pdfs you know <laughs> are you t- are you telling me there's a gray area cody how dare you <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah. but i even just kind of want to think of it in terms of like we are agents of the new creation. I think like Romans chapter eight kind of hits on that. And, you know, the revelation 21 and 22 speak to this idea that God is going to restore creation. And, you know, that that's coming, that's coming no matter what God's going to accomplish his plans. But I think as people who love and trust and serve Jesus, we are agents of that new creation to show what it means to care for God's creation because it's to his glory and we consider what it means to tend for it and not just completely ignore it but also not to serve it because we are meant to worship and serve God so I have a question then and maybe this will be an easy answer based on what we've said but I had written this down beforehand is not acting with high regard for the environment sinful I define would define high define high regard. Um Yeah, that's a good that's a I good mean, is you know, acting like the environment is your lord is certainly sinful. 
and acting like the environment is a hot <laughs> pile of garbage is you know yeah. also probably sinful right. yeah um i so i th- again it's all about this balance right like to to and here and i th- i want to go back to the parable right to i would say even to do nothing right because it's not like the and th- this is the other thing is it's not like that third servant went and spent the money on i don't know anything worthless right he he took it and he gave it straight back and that's Mm -hmm. what he did so it was exactly the same as when the master gave it to him so it was identical between there and that master is not happy with him he calls him wicked so i even think there's something to say on if we translate that to when god has given us something we, we ought to try to take it and and have it flourish and you know nourish it and try to bring it to its fullest completion using what he's given us um ultimately to his glory and i think the same is to be true of the earth i think to do nothing um is is in in a large way squandering the gift of the earth that he's given us Hmm, i like that Mm -hmm. i think even some of it, it, I even think of like individual versus corporate responsibility. Like to some degree, Cody Tahulki does not currently possess the knowledge or capacity to create enough solar panels to meet the world's energy needs. But as an individual, I could, keeping in mind the importance of other things like people having jobs and not completely destroying an economy, but like keeping in mind that this is maybe something that we should be advocating for because humans have treated God's world so disrespectfully, like on individual level advocating for that. And then on a group, like maybe it looks like the church as a whole demonstrating a little more thought and care on this subject. Cause I, I think it, it comes in both ways. Like individuals can't solve this alone. It's got to happen on a group level as well. Yeah, I agree. That's actually a good a good little transition into some more practical applications of what are things that we can that we can do in our individual lives. I mean, I think something like that that'll have a impact on this that can reflect our high regard, this appro- you know, appropriately high regard, Zach, <laughs> for the environment. I think it's hard for me because it feels like a lot of the things that I am doing are too small to matter. So, you know, I can build one, I can't build one solar panel, but if I could, it would only be one solar panel. Um, at the same time, I think, so that's why my, so my application is more of a mindset and more of a um, keeping real the the environment in my life, in my mind. I think it's easy if you're not engaged with the environment to forget about it. And so, um, you know whether that's like work like gardening or growing things um you know preparing your own food i think you know compare well it's kind of a weird time now because people are ordering out a lot um with all the pandemic stuff but but imagine if you compare you know ordering a meal through your phone to have it appear on your doorstep as opposed to putting together real foods and cooking them you know, for yourself, there's like, I I feel more connected to the environment when I'm doing the latter, as opposed to this like magical conjuring of food. 
Um, and so I think in in those terms, and, and also in the idea of making the world, world smaller from my interaction with it, so buying local food, knowing when it came from, um, like reusing things, just like very things that aren't probably having a uh, an impact on the you know global supply chain of the environment, so to speak, but that shape the way that I am viewing the environment in my heart, um, which I think has a bit bigger impact individually in for me with this whole topic. So I also think sense? I also think that yeah it does, and I also think that's gonna have like the lasting impact. So that's why sure. like it's almost like because the side effect of taking action steps towards changing your habits to how you view environmentalism and how you view this gift that we have of this fat stack of cash, as I called it earlier. I really love that phrase. I'll be honest. I kind of like it. Um, Like when you start to take actions, it's almost like the actions start to like over time, they change your perception on the issue. Um, And it's almost like you're creating um, like over time, you're going to like have a heart change towards it um, as you keep doing more um, because it's just going to kind of tune you into it. Yeah. One thing I just wanted to leave with it is the coming into this topic, I kind of felt kind of to balance what we've talked about already, that we are not servants of the earth, but also we shouldn't care nothing about it. So I like, I like to think about it as like a tool in the tool belt of the gospel. Like as Christians, we show that we are Christians in how we use our money. We're, we show we're Christians in how we spend our time and we show we're Christians in how we think and care for the environment. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think for me, when I think on my most practical application, Andre, I kind of went the... I guess we all kind of did this. We didn't, again, none of us are really like environmentalists, like scientists here. Like we should clarify. So like when it comes to like, what are the application, like how do you practically do environmentalism better? Like I'm going to just go point you to like the experts because I'm, that's not me. Uh, I know that's not you guys either, right? We're not, we're not experts in that. I'm not going to pretend to be, Um, but what, what I think I like that we kind of did is we all kind of talked about like a philosophy change and a heart change in this practical way. And my practical application to you guys is um, on the idea of stewardship. We often talk about stewarding money. That's a really easy thing to grasp on how we steward. Um, but we don't often talk about stewarding the earth. Um, so what I want you to think about this week um, to the listener, um, are you... essentially treating the earth the same way you treat your money when you think about how you use the earth do you think about it the same way with how you use your income right because you wouldn't say oh i'm gonna i'm gonna take this income i'm just gonna throw it straight in the garbage um like don't do things that are like the equivalent of that to the earth um right you want you want to be wise with your money you know invest it wisely uh let it grow Um, put it into things that are sustainable and God glorifying do those same things with the earth those obviously those things you know are a little bit different Um, it's not it's a lot easier to say that than it is to actually do that I could appreciate all those things but just for a mindset change kind of think about stewarding the earth in that way where your treasure is there your heart is also that's good that's very good well this has been our chat about environmentalism Uh, Thank you guys for talking today about it. Um, And thank everybody 
who's listening for listening. We hope our verbal processing was in any shred of way edifying to you. And we'll see you next time.